Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Brazuca Sounds number 16. Uh, just like the last episode, this is also going to be about a request through my Instagram account, a Brazuca Sounds profile handle that goes by Massimo RMB. He suggested me an episode about albums that are not on digital platforms or even more, they are not even actually released on CD. So I did my best to find those kind of records. 100% sure though they are not on streaming platforms like uh, Spotify and others. So let's go, starting on top already with the great team Maya. This is a 1978 record by Tim Maia called Reencontro. As I said here in different episodes in the late 70s and early 80s, Tim Maia was like bouncing around of every music label in Brazil. And this record was his only album released by Audion. Today is the Universal Music. And for many years, Team Maya was not in a streaming platform, actually. These days, you can actually find almost every album of his career. But this one here is an exception. Uh, it was not ever released, not even in CD. Although you can find many of the songs in like those money grab compilations from different record labels, EMI and Universal specifically. But the album, per se, Reencontro, was never reissued. But it's Timaya at his best, like a transitional phase, uh, so to speak, between like his cult-influenced album, Racional, and his future endeavor in more 80s kind of sounds, more cheesy and kitsch territory. But this particular one is like very much influenced by disco music. So it's an absolute jam. Party shakers all around. Exactly like this track on the background. My favorite from this record. A prequel to his astronomic hit Sosego from the 1980s. Just with a little bit of a faster tempo. Oh, 
Não me importo se ela não me olha Não diga nada e nem saiba que eu existo quem eu sou Pois eu sei muito bem quem ela é e fico contente só em ver ela passar Right from Tim Maia, now we go to Jorge Ben, one more of the Brazilian greats. And this is literally his first live album, although it was released only in Japan by Philips Record. You literally cannot find this record in Brazil for less than 10,000 Brazilian reais. I guess it's a little less in dollars, but still very rare and very expensive to find. Uh, the concert was recorded with the trio Mokoto as the backup band. Jorge Ben met the trio when he was actually living in Sao Paulo. Trio Mokoto is from Sao Paulo. And back in the day, they actually used to play like in strip clubs before meeting Jorge Ben and kind of changing Jorge Ben's music forever with a more samba rock style. Trio Mokotó, they were a very percussive band. A Pandeiro, a Timba, and a Cuica, all Brazilian percussion instruments. And by the way, during this presentation in Japan, when Jorge Ben is introducing the band, he even says the Nereo, the guy who plays Cuica, was not able to play that instrument because Uh, he was damaged due to cold weather, so the Cuica player, he was actually playing tamborim in this record, which another different percussion from samba schools. So that's exactly why this album is so more acoustic, lo-fi vibes that gives like this live album an absolutely great sound. Many songs here are from the album from 1969, which was heavy made with orchestral arrangements. And here it's all clean cuts, only Jorge Ben and his magnificent style of playing acoustic guitar, backed by this trio Mokoto and their great percussion. Also, oddly enough, the information provided in the liner notes says the album was recorded in March 1972, but it seems very unlikely because around that time, Trio Mokoto was not backing Jorge Ben anymore, so it's more plausible that the show was actually played in early 71 in Tokyo, and in between songs when the audiences like clapping, you can feel there are many Brazilians in the audience because at some point Jorge Ben thanked the audience in Japanese, né? Arigato, and someone asks Jorge Ben to speak in Portuguese too, then he says obrigado, and just in case you don't know, there are many Brazilian Japanese. Brazil has the largest Japanese community outside Japan and is definitely not on streaming platforms with the exception of YouTube of course everything is on YouTube these days
1968 Corria um boato de arrepiar Contavam que um nego com 38 Roubou 50 conto do mané do bar So this is Arno Rodrigues and his record called O Som do Paulinho. If you grow up in the 80s in Brazil, you will know Arno Rodrigues as an actor more than a musician. He was like in a very high profile telenovelas at the time. Also made a transition into a comedy writer and actor in sketch comedy shows like uh, Chico City and A Praça e Nossa. However, he was releasing music since the early 70s, very psychedelic, crazy, out-of-the-box music mixed with the Brazilian regional sound from the northeast. Rano uh, Rodrigues is from Paraíba, a small state in the northeast Brazil. And he even released a couple of satire comedic records in partnership with Brazilian comedy legend Chico Anísio under the name Baiano e os Novos Caetanos, which was like characters, kind of a Saturday Night Live. So this record here, Som do Paulinho, was released immediately after those two records, it's from 1976, and Paulinho is actually the name of that character, so it feels like this was like a solo record of the character that Arno Rodrigues was still capitalizing on. The character was actually called Paulinho Cabeça de Profeta, Paulinho the Prophet's Head, whatever that means. O Som do Paulinho is not a satire record for, per se, but many lyrics are kind of a humoristic kind of way. My favorite song is the song on the background, which is called in English something like The Day That the Devil Stole the Portuguese Bar and talking about just the music, it is like a crazy mix of rock and roll, Latin music, funk, soul, folk, country, regional music from the Northeast, as I said before, Bayon and Forró. It's very, very hard to categorize this record, extrapolate almost every genre possible. It was just reissued now in 2021, but the Brazilian label called Tres Selos, which, by the way, has been putting out excellent records, very good work. If you're not familiar with this record, just go now to YouTube or then buy this new reissue long play from this Brazilian label. It's absolutely incredible music.
This is a record and a band very, very obscure. Impacto 5, they only have two records. And according to the legend, the pianist leader of this band, Eteovino Caldas, he gave up his life as a seminarist uh, to music when he played a record of the Beatles in the 60s. So, like, he put together a psychedelic ensemble and released, as I said, two records. One of them by the major label CBS. Three songs are written in partnership with the rock legend uh, Raul Seixas, who used to work for Columbia at the time, as I said here in other episodes of Brazuca Sounds. And interesting enough, this band, Impacto Cinco, it's from the northeast of the country, a state called Rio Grande do Norte, which has not a tradition when we talk about Brazilian music. The album obviously totally bombed and it's very obscure, but an absolute gem of grooves, psychedelic rock, great, great guitar work, like a non-satirical version of Frank Zappa of sorts. It is really like a more free-form version of Os Mutantes too, so if you're in that kind of music, like a tropicalia, psychedelic, you should definitely go after this record. Impacto 5, the name of the record is Lágrimas Azuis, the Blue Tears. Going the most obscure records of the MPB and Bossa Nova, there's little to no information about this record, which is a compilation called Pra Quem Sabe das Coisas. The name is like very modest though, For Those Who Know About Things is the name of the record in English. And so you can find Bossa Nova folk, some jazz, beautiful arrangements on the piano, flute percussion. Uh, the best-known artist in this record is Renato Mendes, which had a brief solo career with a couple of underground uh, electroacoustic records. Renato Mendes' album is on Spotify, by the way, if you want to try to dig deeper. And this record here, this compilation, I totally recommend if you like some loud background music. It's only available on YouTube and not even on Discogs. 
there is a copy of this vinyl available. And to be honest, I was not even aware of this record until some listener here from the Brazuca Sounds asked me about it for some information uh, about the lead singer of this track on the background, Liliana. And the only info I could gather is there's none. <laughs> She was probably a, an amateur singer who only performed on this record, on this song. A great bossa compilation, lounge background nonetheless, totally recommend it. It's a trio, Nana, Nelson and Novelli. This record was produced in France in 1975. Nana Vasconcelos ended up becoming one of the greatest percussionists of all time. Uh, Novelli and Nelson Angelo were very much involved in that Minas Gerais scene uh, from the Clube da Esquina, Milton Nascimento and all those guys. Uh, Novelli is like a bass player, Nelson Angelo the guitar player, and these three guys, Nana, Novelli and Nelson, uh, they used to play together as a combo too, called A Tribu, with, with the lead singer Joyce, which I would totally recommend as well. As a side note, there's a different record, Nana Vasconcelos and Joyce as a duo, called Visions of Dawn, also recorded in Paris. This one is available on Spotify, so you should definitely check that record out. Talking about this record here, Nana, Nelson and Novelli, this is also a very experimental record. It's like folk, jazz, psychedelia, a lot of regional music here. Uh, sometimes it sounds like a lot of mantras. You know, like a lot of Hare Krishna kind of sounds because it's very repetitive. 
you really need to immerse yourself a little bit more in this kind of music. Sometimes it's very recommended to listen to on earplugs. It's not absolutely expensive. You can find this record on Discogs by around 50 Canadian dollars. It's not on Spotify, but as I said many times on this show, you can definitely find this record, Nana Nelson and Novelli, on YouTube as well. is called Don Mita and he emerged in the early 70s participating in that black music movement in Brazil alongside Gerson King Combo, Cassiano, the Banda Black Rio, all those guys. He released a record in 1970 called Obicho for an obscure Brazilian label Stylo Records. Is one of the rarest and craziest experimental albums of Brazilian music. It is a really psychedelic rock, like a Mutantes meets Fankadelic or something like that. So Don Mita, he spent many years without releasing any record. He was just working as a musician. And his second record is the one on the background, it's from 1977, as you can hear it is way less experimental, it's just like, it is really more straightforward funk and soap music, it doesn't even sound like the same guy from that record Obicho from 1970. Don Mita was more like a provocateur, he was like a very obscure kind of guy, he never took off his career, even if his songs were actually recorded by several famous artists like Tim Maia, Carlos da Fé, Halcione, among many others, Don Mita died in 2002 in absolute anonymity. 
this particular record is not even super difficult to find. It's also on discards by around 40 bucks. And he actually goes by Mita instead of Don Mita. The record cover is very easy to spot because it's just a photo of Don Mita with his very long beard. And he was kind of wearing a hermit hat too. And also like a dress with a green background and the name of the record, Mita. Even if the songs here were not great, which is the case, I would definitely buy this record just by its cover. Believe me, go after and check it out. kind of a soul and funk influenced record by a duo called Tom and Dito Obrigado Corcovado or Thank You Corcovado released in 1971 was their first release is now very desirable collectible among Brazilian music aficionados DJs and crate diggers this duo they worked together for the better part of the decade in the 70s they released six records like mixing, like I said, funk, samba, disco music as well. The two first records they released under the label Tape Card, which was a Brazilian label who cut Tiwi Motown at the time and released many records from the label in the Brazilian territory and some Brazilian artists as well. Tape Card label is worth an entire podcast about it. And this record here, Obrigado Corcovado, is like ready-made for the dance floor. Just as a side note here, in the 80s, when the duo act already split up, one of these two guys, Dito, he became a songwriter for hiring, you know? And he wrote at least one astronomical hit in Brazil, the song Ilarie by the TV host superstar Xuxa. So you're familiar with Brazilian culture. That is probably a very odd information for you. And the album cover here of Obrigado Corcovado is also epic. It's like the photo of each one of them, Tom and Dito. They are above an image of the Christ the Redeemer and Rio de Janeiro, where it is this touristic spot, the Corcovado, is another album that you can definitely buy only by its cover. Mm -hmm. 
vez do mundo seu terreiro Deixo fé e glória Vontade pro herdeiro So like I said, this is Nonato Buzar and his ensemble, Nonato e seu conjunto. Nonato is from the northeast state of Maranhão, a place with many beautiful dunes, also known as the Brazilian reggae town, San Luis. So Nonato Buzar was from there, but he worked in Rio de Janeiro for a long time for record labels such as Polygram and RCA Victor, working as a musician and a producer. He produced many, many albums, also wrote many, many songs from artists such as Liz Regina, Wilson Simonal, Milton Nascimento. It's a very long list. And the album that I just showed you earlier, Fontan and Dito. Nonato Bozar unfortunately already passed away in 2014. And probably every song here is like a soundtrack for a barbecue and a sunny day. My favorite track is called Tereco, which is kind of a Brazilian sound, but influenced by Latin American rhythms as well. This record was recently shared by the New York DJ Greg Cass in his uh, Instagram profile. And like he says, this album, like all the work from Nanato Buzar, fuses samba, disco, funk, pop rock, Caribbean and Bayon. Totally deserve a reissue program. This record is not on Spotify. There's not even a CD version. You can only find this record on LP. And that's it for today, folks. There is a playlist on Spotify called Soundtrack Brazuca Sounds, where I update all the songs played in this show, which is not going to be possible about these particular songs here because they are not available on Spotify. But I'm going to try my way and at least put some songs there related to all these artists that I just played here today. So. So go there on Spotify and follow Soundtrack Brazuca Sounds, okay? See you next time. Take care of yourselves. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Mm -hmm.